and hello and welcome to the Navy Vegas podcast episode number eight. We are rolling right now. We have our week five recap plus week six projection. A lot of interesting things to talk about. We got the battle for the GOAT uh, last week. Very interesting game. Talk about uh, that game. That's going to be a big deal to some people. I don't know about too many listeners to this podcast, but to some people. Uh, We got Bethel's um, thwarting of Hamlin. Um, And is, is there anything we can learn from that at all? Uh, plus, uh, we got maybe one of Bethel's more important games of the year, if they want to win the my championship. Um, plus the rest of the slate. So, without, th- without further ado, let's get right into the show. Alright. So, we're going to do week six, week six, yeah, week six. Recap for it's 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 wild by the way how fast uh, the season goes. I mean it's we're already I mean more than halfway done with the regular season. I mean that's 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 just insanity. I mean no other sport in the world, no other sport in the world is like well and there's probably a few, but none that I know of are like this. All right, so here's how this works. So there's five conference games last week. We're gonna go through three of them. Pretty quickly, I'm going to tell you how far off I was with my projection. I like to be honest with um, all the listeners of the show. I want them to know just how accurate my projections are uh, before I go into my projections. Pretty good week. Pretty good week for my projections overall, I would say. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. It was the first week uh, where I got all the winners right now. It wasn't. It wasn't a week where it was difficult to get all the winners right. Maybe with the exception of of uh, the Northfield game, but yeah, I mean, still, you know, that that's. I think that's still an accomplishment. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go through those games. Those 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 three games quickly. Uh, then I'm gonna go into what I think was the game of the week last week, and then I'm gonna talk about the Bethel game. So let's get into it. Navy Vegas podcast episode number eight, week five recap. Let's go. Concordia beats McAllister by 19 points. Um, you know, it's it is kind of crazy. Like, if you the day that McAllister made it back in the conference, if you told me that, um, you know, Concordia was only going to beat them by 19, I would say, man, that's. That was actually kind of surprising. I would have thought that Concordia would beat him by 60. Well, it was only one off my projection. I had Concordia winning by 20. One point off. I usually try to aim for getting one game a week perfectly accurate. So far, I've only gotten one of those, which, you know, it is what it is. Turns out, that's that's hard to do. So, all these people telling you, oh, college, college football is very easy to project who wins. Oh, half the games are blow. It's really easy to project who wins. Um... They're they're lying to you. This is this is not this is not easy. This is difficult. This is hard. Um, I feel like I'm getting better at it, but it's it's never going to be easy. Um, because this game is unpredictable, despite what some people will tell you. 
I think I think I've heard some people trying to tell me that, and yeah, yeah, you shouldn't listen to that. One off my projection though, I I had Concordia winning by twenty. Um, yeah, a uh, pretty good win for the Cobbers. That's not excuse me. That's not an upset that they would want to take. Uh, actually, let's let's talk about the game. That game third. St. John's beats Augsburg to the surprise of no one by forty-five. I had them winning by thirty-five. Um, yeah, that one. Eh, you know, that's that's just ten points. That you know, it it is what it is. But St. John's convincingly shutout win. Also, forty-five nothing. Nice win for the Johnnies. Gustavus beats Saint Scholastica by 70. <laughs> 77 to 7. The final score. Um I was 10 points off, by the way. Um, which I, I feel I feel pretty good about. Um, especially considering, I mean, those of you who listen to the show know how difficult it is to project Saint Scholastica football games this year. Um I mean Saint Scholastica, they uh they were two and two for a little bit. You know, that's that's not a very ugly number to look at. Two and three isn't that ugly a number to look at either. But um Yeah, that's not that doesn't look pretty. But again, like I say every single week, Saint Scholastica is a team that I I think within about ten years, I think is actually gonna be a contender in the in the in the conference. I I, I think I think so. Um, cause I, I think they have the dedication to win. I think that, um, being in Duluth might have, you know, a little bit of advantages that other schools, um, don't and frankly can't have. Um, but today is not that day and they lose by 70. By the way, I said, I'd be looking at Gustavus's, uh, attendance numbers um, because it is their homecoming, and I was disappointed in the amount of people that showed up to St. Peter when Bethel went there. Uh, 3,800 people, uh, showed up at the gate. Um, uh, how do I, how do I, how do I categorize this? Uh, well, okay. It's, it's. It's hard to have a, a really big amount of people um, when you're playing a team from Duluth who, you know, is about to lose by 70. I had them winning by 60, but they won by 70. Um, it's hard to get away fans. And, you know, usually in Division Three, if you want a, a huge attendance number like Bethel did against St. John's a few weeks ago, uh, which was um, up to 7,000. Um, I think a little bit more than that. You need a good amount of away fans. They didn't really have that. So, you know, 3,800, that, eh, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. I expected a little bit better. A little bit better. I still don't know. In fact, it's a little bit suspicious what what people are doing in St. Peter um, that's not going to Gustavus football games. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing if they're not going to these games. I mean, what, what, what else is better to do up there? I mean, down there, actually. Um, geography. Maybe, maybe it's something that people got to be looking into. I don't know. 
it it might it might be that way at other schools. I I don't really know. I just I just like trashing on Gustavus for absolutely no reason. All right, now leading into my game of the week last week and my game of the week this week. This was um a game that I had been talking about since the seasonal or season projection, not the seasonal projection. That something about that sounds wrong. Carlton finally gets the monkey off their back. And they beat St. Olaf by convincing 19 points. Um, congratulations. First of all, I, I want to I get this out of the way. Uh, I like to congratulate teams uh, when they do something that I think is... is, is a huge thing for their program. I oddly enough didn't do this for Bethel, but I, I feel like it's it's weird to kind of congratulate yourself almost because I mean that's what it would feel like. Um, but I did it for Saint Scholastica when they got their first win as a Mayak school and first win as a Mayak program. Um, congratulations to Carlton. Uh, it was a long struggle. I think 2013 was the last time that they beat Saint Olaf. By the way, I did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, internet research about this rivalry. There's some just there's some just weird stuff, man. There's some like you if you if you heard some of the stuff that they, that has happened in this rivalry, you would. I think that you would hesitate to believe it. Like, let me let me give you this example. And we're not going to go into like huge like historical things that much on the show, but I I gotta I gotta tell you at least one story um, from this rivalry. Uh, Nineteen eighteen was the year that these two that these two schools first met. Um, and they combined forces <laughs> to play the University of Minnesota in nineteen eighteen. Um, and they got absolutely crushed. The players didn't really get along with each other. So then they decided to have a three-game series against each other, which St. Olaf won, uh, two to one. Or no, Carlton won two to one. Uh, that's, that's just, that's just a, uh, that's just an interesting story. And I very much encourage looking up stuff about this rivalry. I guarantee, mm, I'm not going to say guarantee because there's probably someone, maybe not, but there, there's a there's a chance someone's listening to this who knows basically everything that there is to know about this rivalry. Probably not, but maybe there is. So if you don't know that much about this rivalry and you look up some stuff, I guarantee you'll you'll find some stuff that you'll just find interesting. Let me just say. But congratulations to Carlton. They won the GOAT trophy. They supposedly spun this eagle, which I tried a lot to find footage of. Not only that spinning of an eagle, but other spinnings of an eagle on top of a memorial. I I don't know. I don't know. Again, w- weird, weird stuff. But I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm not even judging combining forces to play Minnesota. Um... It's just, it's just, it's just not what you usually see, and sometimes that's a good thing. In this case, I think it is a good thing. 
Um, so congratulations. I I went on some weird tangents there. Um, let's talk about the actual game in question. So pull up the box score here. This to me is the biggest stat of of the game. Total rushing yards. Carlton, 295. St. Olaf, 64. Man. 2.4 average for St. Olaf. 4.8 average for Carlton. St. Olaf had 27 carries. Carlton had 62. So yeah, just, just overall, just dominance. Just dominance of the rushing game. Um, let me look at... Yeah, total plays. St. Olaf, 57. Carlton, 96. That's big. Carlton just controlled this game. They had two players for 100 rushing yards. Their quarterback, Jonathan Singleton, and Aiden Chang, their running back. That's how they won this game. <clears throat> That's 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 a way to win a football game. That's a way to win a football game. They ended up outgaining St. Olaf by two hundred some yards or something like that. Just sure dominance from Carlton. Carlton now is the only remaining undefeated team overall, not just in the Mac, but overall, um, in the Mac. Um, so big accomplishment. I mean, five and zero start. I mean, that is. That is certainly not nothing. Uh, do they have some big tests coming up? Absolutely, they do. That five and that five and zero record most likely. I uh, hate to burst your bubble. Most likely, that's not that's not gonna stay. Hate to say it, but it's true. Um. So yeah, St. John's Gustavus. Uh, well, Gustavus, Gustavus, I don't know, honestly. The way that they've been playing, I think I think there's an outside shot that Carlton has a shot at Gustavus. And we're not going to really talk about that game until we actually get there, but imagine imagine if that does happen. Imagine if that does happen. I, I believe that game's in St. Peter. I think it's in St. Peter. Yeah. Um, pretty sure. But just a big one, especially because now they really only need to beat Saints Scholastica to get third place in the end of the division, which would be a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment for the Knights. Great season for the Knights. Even if they lose every single other game, maybe except Saints Scholastica. That's the only one that would really spoil it. Even if they lose every other game besides Saints Scholastica, go six and four. Great season overall. Um yeah, Knights. Fun team. Fun team this year to follow. Especially because we don't have to play them. Should that be changed? I think so. In fact, after this result, uh, I could be wrong. I have to look into tiebreakers and whatnot. But I do believe that Bethel is going to Northfield, Minnesota on a grass surface. To see to, to play Carlton. I can't wait. I mean, it's a year away. I mean, 
we get we get games going on right now that I got to go to. I, I honestly I can't wait for that one. That's that's gonna be a fun experience. So a good game, a good game for Carlton. And now let's talk about homecoming for Bethel versus Hamlin. Uh, I had them winning by fifty. That's you know nice round number. It's going to be up there. So, uh, they won by thirty-five. I'm thinking, ooh, ooh, thirty-five to Hamlin. Relax. Hamlin scored fourteen points off of interceptions that you know they they went off of guys' hands. It was a weird tip thing. You know, you can't really. I mean, maybe you can blame the receiver for not catching it, but. You know, sometimes you just don't catch balls and they end up in the opponent's hands. That just happens. And they ended up giving up 14 points because of that. Whatever. Um. See, I don't think that this was a bad game at all. They dominated in, in, in everything. It was... Hmm. So Hamlin scored first and last. Um. I, I, I feel like, you know... Okay. So I I don't like uh, the feeling of roller coasters, right? You know I, I don't, and it's not that like I'm I'm actually legitimately scared that the roller coaster is going to break down and and kill all of us. Um, although is it really worth the risk? No. Um, <laughs> I I just don't like the the stomach dropping feeling. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take this from the perspective of someone who actually does like it. And this this analogy is very hit or miss. We're just gonna roll with it. When Hamlin scored first off of a weird, you know, off the hands tip, and then they got the ball at the seven, and they scored. I think on a third down, might have been a second down. Um, it it felt like I don't know. It felt like you were on a roller coaster, and uh, it it, it almost it almost felt good because you know you're gonna be safe. Ultimately, you know that you're, you know, Bethel's going to probably score this drive, which they did. Um, and then just, you know, just absolutely just pour it on after that, just to make sure, you know, we're not, not, nothing funny is happening. Nothing, nothing funny is happening here, which happened, and you knew that was going to happen. But you know, you you kind of you kind of get a little bit a little bit of that thrill at the beginning of the game. Um, you know, which, you know, which was fun. You know, usually these games, it's just complete domination. You know, after you know the first three touchdowns, you know, you can you know you sit down a little bit. You know, you just kind of take it all in. Like, yeah, you know, we're this is this is this is nice. This is nice. Just to you know, just 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 to get a little bit of that, just a little bit of just that, just that drama. I don't know. I ultimately, do I wish that that interception didn't happen? Yeah, but. This is a show where we look on the bright side of things. That analogy is going to be really good or really bad. I, now <laughs> it's it sounded really good in my head. Now that I actually said it, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, thirty-five point win, fifteen off my projection. Um, Kruger, uh, I believe running back. Let me just, yeah, pretty sure he's a running back. Um. Four touchdowns. Um, didn't really get him on. Didn't, didn't get him on the Mike team of the week. Didn't get him on uh, D three football team of the week. When you play schools like Hamlin, 
and you just dominate, that just kind of happens. You know, one get one guy's going to have a big statistical game. Total yards, 365. It's 276. You might think, ooh, that's a little bit close. No, no. Another thing about the final score, which makes it really deceptive. Uh, thing about Bethel University is we actually have class. I don't know if you all have heard about it. But um, basically, if we're dominating over a team, we'll actually give the backups some time to play because we have class. Some schools don't know about it. Some schools will just try to run up the score. Not us. So yeah, good game. Good game. You know, about, what he, about the experience I expected, about the game I expected. You know, homecoming. A lot of people there. Not as many as I thought there would be, honestly. But a lot of people there. You know, this one. This one. It was fun. Alright, that will do it for the week five recap. We are about to move on to week six. I'm going to have to stop the recording and come right back to talk about week six. Um, and a pretty important game for Bethel. I will see you then. All right. Let's talk about week number seven. I think I just said that it was a week five recap and going into week seven. I was wrong. Um, yeah, week six recap going into week number seven. Uh, week two of divisional play. After this week, every team will have at least one divisional game in the books and two conference games in uh, the books. Or No, four conference games in the books. We are clipping along this season. It's you can't you love to see it, but you also hate to see it at the same time. Um Alright. Once again, for those of you who are new, and again, I have to do this every time because we're getting new listeners every week. I'm gonna go through the first three games pretty quickly. Game of the week, a little bit of a breakdown, Bethel game, a little bit of a breakdown. S- same basic formula as the recap. So St. John's and St. Olaf. Simple. I got St. John's winning by 35. On, um, yeah, I think St. Olaf might be a little bit better a team than Augsburg was. So I got St. John's winning by 35. Carlton and St. Scholastica. I got Carlton. I feel like I'm gonna underestimate this one. I got Carlton by 45. I could see Carlton just just pouring it on here. Um, you know, who knows? Gustavus and Hamlin. I got Gustavus by 35. I couldn't find, like, okay. Mm, there's a part of me that thinks, really, 35? Doesn't that, doesn't that seem a little bit low? I mean, they just beat the team that beat them by 70. Like, I mean, and I realize you never want to use transitive properties, but, like, t- like t- I don't know. Doesn't that seem a little bit low? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm being dumb here, and... I just hope my dumbness brings me some luck. Sometimes it does. I don't don't take that advice to heart, by the way. But sometimes dumbness does lead to um, good things. Again, don't follow that formula. It just happens. Um, I couldn't find it in my heart to have them beat Hamlin by more than we beat him. I 
yeah, I'm sorry. I, eh. 35. 35. That's my score projection. I'm either going to be right or I'm going to be wrong. Same every week. I'm totally going to be wrong on that one. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, 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 by the way, forgot to mention. Uh, nine points off on average for the week six week again. Or week six projection. Not bad. Not bad at all. Especially considering, I mean, it was skewed a little bit uh, by the Bethel game because of those two interceptions. Um, and garbage time started a little bit earlier than I thought it would be. And the garbage time players didn't quite perform as well as I thought they'd be. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, they, they completely failed. They, I mean, they just clearly weren't trying to score. Um, as much as the start the started to work as they realized that the game was over. All right, let's talk about our two games of the week. Then uh, we'll get you out of here in time for whatever the heck you're doing on a Thursday or Friday. Or I know some of y'all listen to it on Saturday mornings before the games. Um, thanks for listening, by the way, whatever day of the week it is. Augsburg and McAllister I have as the game of the week. Um, probably, I mean, probably ultimately because I think it, that it has the best relative chance of being sort of kind of close. <sighs> yeah, 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 we'll go with it. The, the, honestly, like, okay, a lot of these games have potential of being great if they, if they do turn out great, but, um, like... <sighs> They also have potential of being complete blowouts. Now, that's the same with every game, but these games, it feels like that a little bit more uh, than usual. So let's just think beforehand what would happen um, if McAllister does win this game. If McAllister right now, spoiler alert, I had them projected to beat Hamlin, finish fourth. Uh, Augsburg... I have that third. So this feel this is similar to a way uh, to the Saint Olaf and Carlton game. You know, a little bit of a, uh, a you know, kind of that three four. This is this is a key battle to change your positioning at the end. Um, you know, these are the games that matter in in terms of that. The big question is how how good of a program is Augsburg actually? A lot of their stats. Um. You know, there's not, there's, there hasn't, there just hasn't really been a game for Augsburg yet. Um, that's really been that big statement when they've had, I mean, they had a close game to Northwestern, for example, I know, and like, like, you know, they had, they had St. John's last week. That was, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of a bad game for them. They had the St. Olaf loss. So th- th- this, this is a must win game. This is a must win game. For Augsburg, uh, I think McAllister is going to be, you know, a little bit more um, in an opportunistic mode. Um, I still got Augsburg by 17 here. Um, you know, once again, like we talk about all the time with McAllister, is is how how is their how is their passing offense doing? If that's going to do well enough, um, I think they have an outside shot, and you know, you need you need to have a little bit of luck. A little bit of luck for McAllister to pull this off. They gotta win on the turnovers, um, or 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 you know just have the greatest game that they that they've had. Um, 
you know, they got to have Augsburg not really play the best game. But they got to have the passing offense just just clicking. They got to have that just just being as good as it can be. Uh, and they need to uh, and they need to hold off um, Augsburg on the rushing offense. That has been a little bit of a weakness for them this year. All right, let's talk about the Bethel game now. Bethel against Concordia. Bethel against Concordia. Last year, um. It, it felt similar going into this game. Oh, we'll crush them. We'll crush them. You know, 35 points. You know, we shut them out last last time we played. Not last year. Last, excuse me, last time that we played. Um, so it's it's just, it's just hard. Oh, by, yeah, by the way, I got 17-point game for uh, Augsburg and uh, McAllister. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be projecting a blowout for this game. And I... Eh, well, it depends on what you define as a blowout. I don't really have this being that much of a blowout. Um, But I think that we're going to learn some things about this team. Because um, I think that Concordia has, uh, you know, one of the better rushing attacks that we've seen Bethel face. They face a little bit of that um, in St. John's, but one of one of the better rush, rushing attacks. They haven't been... Um, and, you know, they... they sorry, not, not they haven't been. They've been really surprisingly good. I, I thought that this was actually going to be a little bit of a weak point. Uh, they've clearly really focused in on this. They've been... They've been really pretty good... Um, at defending the pass right now, they're second in the conference. In, or not defending the pass, defending the run. In in run defense, second in the conference. Um, and you know, I mean this, I mean this is just really hard to project whether or not uh, Concordia is going to really hammer that through. But um, you know, I think. I think that the fact that Concordia's passing offense is as bad as it is, uh, I think that will allow Bethel to really focus in on the run uh, harder than they ever had. Um, but they can't, they can't just let that thing happen when you really don't expect them to pass, and they just, they just get just chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. You can't have that happen. Um, and I, I trust Steve Johnson and the crew to make sure that doesn't happen. But a big big test in the trenches. Um, in terms of offense, I think I think that you'll see uh, excuse me. I think that you'll see a lot of passing yards. A lot of passing yards this game. Concordia has not been great on the pass rush. Um, they haven't been the best on the pass defense. I think they're going to exploit that big time. Big time. I'm going to make player projections again. Jaron Rosti. Hmm, do I do it? Do I do it? He hasn't done it. 
He hasn't done it yet. Do I do it? Do I project him to do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to call it. If he does it, I'm going to feel so smart. If he doesn't, um, that's a little bit disappointing, but who cares? Jaron Rossi. Uh, mm, mm. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. I think I, I have a feeling Jaron Rossi's going to have a, the greatest day of his life. 300 passing yards at least and 100 rushing yards. The the double, I don't know what you'd call it, but the double, you know, really good stat line. And, you know, plus you can throw in a couple of pretty good punts in there. 300 passing yards, 100 rushing yards. That's what I project him to do. Kidder, Kidder's going to have a great day. Yeah, especially, I mean, man. Like it blows my mind how 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 teams have not adjusted for Kidder. I mean, last year you'd see teams double teaming him all the time. Like they they they, they just haven't really done that. Like it, it. I mean, we'll take it, but I I I just I just don't understand some of these coaches, especially like St. John's. They were double teaming him almost the whole game last year when we played them in the championship game. I mean. They, most times you got one guy on him. It's like, well, sure, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So yes, Rossi and Kidder have great games, and <laughs> it's. I realize it's not too bold when you're projecting those two guys to have good games. I mean, they usually do, regardless. But I think that they're going to have exceptionally great games. The the 100 rushing yards is the only one that's like, eh, I don't know if he's actually going to do that one because you still got the whole elbow thing and, you know, they might take him out early if the game goes a certain way. I got Bethel by 24 in this one, though. Um, And uh, Jaron Rossi, by the way, he's, he still hasn't been sacked whole year. Um, Which, I mean, considering some of the pass rushes they've gone against. Well, not some of the basically just St. John's. Considering that they kind of get up against St. John's and no sacks during that whole time, he was rushed, and he was rushed against Gustavus. Never went down. Uh, that's hard. That is like and and you know all credit due to the O line, but honestly, like almost as much credit to Rossi. Man, he is hard to tackle. He is really hard to tackle. Like, it, man, he he is he's. He's just special. He is a special player. It's it's gonna be hard next year playing without him. I don't know what we're gonna do. Um so enjoy it while it lasts. Alright, so I got Bethel by twenty four in that one. I think it's gonna be gonna be a great game. Um one actually thing that I'll be a little bit interested in is how many people from Moorhead are actually going to be at the game. Um, I uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more than you expect. I do. Um, I don't know why. I, I I don't even know re- relatively if Moorhead travels. Well, I haven't been to a Bethel home game against them um, recent enough to to know. And I you know I I don't care to do too much research. I don't know. Does Moorhead travel well to football games? Well, that's, that's hard to do research on. A lot of this is really hard to do research on. Uh, which is why I want to thank all of you for taking your time to listen 
to this podcast again on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. Whenever it is, it's a little bit weird to listen to it on Sunday. Um, I mean, you can still do it, but it's, I mean, it's a little bit strange. And uh, tell maybe not everyone, but you know, everyone you know that who has a little bit of an interest uh, in Bethel football. Tell them about this podcast. Uh, tell them when it comes out, Thursdays, where you can find it, Spotify. Yeah, that's probably the easiest one. I mean, you guys know, you, you, you guys probably know more about that than I do, if I got to be honest. But yes, I will see y'all next week.